I, I can just uh, imagine you in the studio going, and and, and you wrote the okay. Yeah. You wrote yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is this your first? Okay. This is your first big yeah. copy, is it? <laughs> no, would never dare. I would never dare. It's a different. It's a different skill. Just because I write books. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm more long form, but you know, yeah. this is still. And good. I worked on that. I worked on that Cadbury's account. Uh, if I keep, you know, when somebody keeps mentioning one thing that they worked on, then that's like the one thing they. I don't know if you heard, but this podcast is now sponsored. So before we get into the episode, let me tell you about our sponsor. I Love That Ad is proudly sponsored by IRS Plus, the one-stop shop for expert local radio planning and media agnostic brand solutions. If you have a media brief, you need to speak to IRS Plus. Go to irsplus.ie or mail hello at irsplus.ie for more. Now on to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of I Love That Ad, a very special episode this week because not only are we joined by my one, my only, uh, Shane W. Brennan. Hello, Shane. Hello. Uh, we're also joined by Colm O'Regan, author, broadcaster, comedian, MC, and uh, lovely, luscious voiceover artist. Colm, welcome to the podcast. Pleasure to be honest. Thanks for listing all the things I do. It, it, it either sounds like I'm a Renaissance man or I haven't quite got the handle on one specific thing. <laughs> you're, you're regaling us with your, uh, your dulcet tones uh, bef- before we hit record. So I had to had to get as, as many of your voice related you. uh, uh, pieces in there. No, it's genuine. It's, it's great to have you uh, on, on the podcast. Um, we, we never met before, but we were in the same room. I'm oh, just yes. going to freak you out straight away with that. Uh, uh, there was uh, many years ago, myself and Shane used to work in, in media buying and you hosted the media awards uh, in in uh, in the the. the Burlow. That's right. Burlow back, back, back then. And uh, that was my first exposure to uh, the Colm O'Regan uh, experience. Yeah. It was, uh, it was, it was pretty it, fucking it, hilarious. It's quite, I have to say. Yeah, it's quite the event. Uh, 800 people who all have an opinion. Uh, normally in audiences, <laughs> you will. Uh, normally in audiences would be people who are happy enough to, to sit this chat out. Uh, but <laughs> It's it's not unlike doing a voiceover with about 800 people behind the glass. Uh, so that kind of sense that so I had to kind of grab your attention early, reassure people that we wouldn't be here all night because uh, it is the great fear of award ceremonies that you will never actually see your families again. So I think that's why people have that fan de siècle drinking you know, last days of empire feel about them. Uh, so, yeah. but still, we do need to applaud for the last award winner as well. I always feel like if uh, if I ever won an award and at the media awards, I would just like bribe somebody to be bumped up the schedule, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just so we can get the non-drunk slaps. Yeah, the, hands the right. absolute actually still absolute saturated in bitterness. Uh, oh, <laughs> applause. There was, a, I think you did a you did a presentation, an on right. presentation that 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 year that was I was very different, and I think uh, I think you grabbed everyone there because yes. you were speak you were speaking media language right exactly. there, PowerPoint yeah. deck. My uh, true. My my uh, hero is uh, that infamous Bernie Mac piece of stand up where he goes into he goes into the Apollo, um, mm-hmm. and the people the person before him has died and is arse and bernie mac just stands up and says i ain't scared of you motherfuckers and then <laughs> and then it proceeds from there so that was me showing a presentation of of me uh of photos of me as a child in the 80s was my 
version of Bernie Mac's I Ain't Scared of You <laughs> Motherfuckers. <laughs> well, it worked. Yeah, it, it, it works. It worked beautifully. Um, but apart from your your uh, your 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 crowd taming skills uh, as as uh, MCs and hosts hosts of awards, your uh, you've you've many many books. Um, latest being Climate Warrior. Climate uh, Warrior. That's right. Yeah. I think a lot of people would know your work from the Irish Mammies yeah. Twitter and and series of books, uh, series of, of, of books as well. But in terms of 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 advertising and the marketing world, uh, what's what's your involvement? Uh, you mentioned something about VO work before we we kicked off. I do a bit of voiceover work, and I have I've written a few ads. I wrote. I just realised yesterday because I was looking, I was looking to see. Uh, in my copywriting folder, you know, with copywriting, it mm-hmm. extends from uh, the glorious right down to look, we're a trucking firm and we just yeah. need you to, <laughs> you know, we have this offer you know, on for a yeah, week with 20 we percent any, off. Yes, yeah. we don't want, want any Clem Fandangos <laughs> in the room on this one. We just uh, so there's a bit of that. And I, I find those obviously the hardest. Like, how do you even, mm-hmm. you know, uh, how less is more, but it turns out nothing is more in some of them. Uh, but <laughs> and then I, I realized, I, I, yeah, exactly. I remembered that I wrote um, Eamon Dunphy and Johnny Giles uh, eating chocolate, the watching Cadbury's. Cadbury something release the joy or something like that. Yeah. So did you do that one? I did the I did the uh, I did the words for that. You know where. Johnny Giles is talking about football as a simple game and take the game and its merits and that kind of mm-hmm. thing. And uh, and then the campest version of Eamon Dunphy acts it out like he's it's the most he's eating chocolate in it, like some sort of 18th century roué, like in a French court, like it's his most lip smacking <laughs> pursing of he's he's Eamon playing uh, a sat as playing a you know, playing Mario Rosenstock, playing Jordan Oliver Callan, playing yeah. David Morgan, playing yeah. Eamon. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, so a bit of that. Um, that ad every... was actually featured on this podcast uh, uh, a couple of months ago. Yeah, the, the that one was so uh, fair play. Yeah. At least I think I did. <laughs> I certainly sent off a version. <laughs> you know, like, We're going to get some angry DM. Yeah. yeah, being like, for fuck's sake. We all worked on that, say, say nations, copywriters. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I have Success a version. Many fathers. I have a Word document uh, on my computer, and it matches as far as I can see the text of the ad that that went out. So I think that was me. And we we'll give it to you. Yeah, we'll give it to you. We we'll, we'll throw it open for a challenge. That's exactly. What we'll yeah, 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 yeah. So, you have so forty eight hours to challenge. <laughs> exactly. Maybe I just downloaded the final version where I was. I had sent them an email saying, "Hey, I never heard from you on that." <laughs> How did that go? And they said, oh, this was the script we went with in the end. And I just. I was like, oh, they liked it. Take it. Yeah. And yeah, what else did I do? Um, a, just various. Oh, you, I did a few. I wrote haiku for Board Gosh. Uh, uh, Board Gosh had, um, had, they had an idea. You know, or one guy has an idea mm-hmm. and then and nobody says no. Nobody tells him to stop. So he had this idea for writing haiku on tweets after the under twenty one hurling matches. So I wrote yeah, I wrote haiku based on on GA hurling matches, which is quite proud of. Because yeah. an interesting brief. You know, anyone can write a haiku, <laughs> but where there is a brief, you know, and it's about you have to watch a match and then write a haiku on it. Uh I thought that was that stretched me. 
I was in the zone for that one. <laughs> so when when you're when you're like uh, writing your own books and then you get a brief for 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 writing a bit of copy for an ad, uh, do you like it? Do you do you fucking hate it? Like where where does where does your mind go? Where does Cullum's mind go? Is well, it trying to distract away or. Yeah, honestly, for any job for a company, I, I adopt the um, uh, the thing. If you take the job, do the job. Like if you know, once you've made your kind of decision, you, like and also there's no there's nobody. I don't see any objective um rule measure of what job is more valuable than other jobs. There's obviously like nurses, surgeons, people who save lives at one end, and then there's like you know, uh, cluster munitions. But even then, it depends on where they're used. Uh, you know, and in the middle then, <laughs> in the middle then, we're all, you know, doing jobs of a varying spectrum of nobility um, and at different all times in our jobs. Tuesday. You know, we do really, we, we, some people are, can be pure, but if I do a job, I've, you know, try and find what's interesting in it. What's the connection with people? And as much as possible, Try not to write stuff that's that's a product's gonna hurt hurt people. Everything else then is just <laughs> capitalism. So you know, um, <laughs> uh, I, I'm kind of you know like, uh, it's it for me everything is like, what is that hidden in plain sight thing? You know, when you observe, or you resonate with people. So for some reason, like for John for for Johnny Giles, like his take the game on its merits phrase. I, I never really knew what it meant, but I just loved its sort of enigmatic quality. It's almost gnomic, like it's the kind of thing you could say and then walk out of the room. So <laughs> I feel like that connects with people, even though nobody, you wouldn't really hear mimics say take the game on its merits that much. But for me, it was a quintessential Johnny Giles phrase. So uh, I kind of, um, you put that in, because you're kind of like, this resonates with me. There'll be somebody out there it's almost like not necessarily going for the majority of people to get it, but just that one phrase in a thing where one person will go, I have, I can't believe that appeared. My catchphrase, if you know what I mean, the thing that I understood are that yeah. when I was eight and I heard this and then I'm just like, ping, it arrives out of the blue. And then if you get that one person to feel so strongly about it, then other people, again, along a spectrum of, reactions you know you get the rest of them in some other way you know that's kind of an approach insofar as there's any science to it i mean it obviously you, is bashing your head against a wall most of the time yeah and so. you're like i like that does the client like that yes they do yeah. go yeah and, and sometimes <laughs> it's it like too. did the client notice the thing i snuck in yeah. and you know you're almost like just don't ask them again but did they say anything about that line no yeah. okay no reason sleep yeah. it in Should yeah they have? yeah <laughs> but I'm, i mean the 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 great thing about copy uh is it's so finely edited that it is good for editing skills mm. do you know what i mean like mm -hmm. it is so in some ways a bit like when twitter was 140 characters and it was so good there was some jokes you just it broke your heart to try and fit them into a tweet but at the same time it was so good at getting rid of extraneous words so where you get to work on a copy and you've trimmed it down to its bare bones, then it is a good exercise for the editing brain for elsewhere in, in life. Like I was, I was doing something recently and there was just one phrase and I hate, I hate doing this 
while in the booth because you don't want to be that guy. You don't want to be suggest like <clears throat> you know. I happen to be a writer as well as a voiceover. <laughs> so uh, if I could make a few suggestions, you don't want to be that guy too much. But sometimes there might be one bit where it's like, if we switch those words around, I'll save you a second. And if nobody hates it, then then that's a good edit. But I'll equally I'll go. I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to say I won't say anymore. I promise, because you know it's somebody else's yeah. job as well. So I, uh, I can just uh, imagine you in the studio going and. And, and you wrote the okay. Yeah, you wrote the, right. Is this your first? Okay. This is your first book yeah. copy, is it? <laughs> no, would never dare. I would never dare. It's a different. It's a different skill. Just because I write books. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Know, I'm more long form, but you know, yeah. this is still. And good. I worked in that. I worked in that Cadbury's account. Uh, if I keep, you know, when somebody keeps mentioning one thing that they worked on, then that's like the one thing they. That's yeah. them. That's their personality. Okay, is that one thing? Um. Brilliant. With Cullum, uh, I think uh, I think it's about time we crack into uh, to your ads. So, kind of what what type of selection overall? What kind of smorgasbord are you going to bring of ads? Are you going to bring to us, and then what's the first one you, we can jump into? Well, uh, the I mean, it's obviously it's a vast array of things you could pick, and the sometimes so one of them is like a catchphrase has has catchphrases in it. And resonates with me because of the age I was when I first heard it. Uh, and one is one that has been resurrected recently. And I forgot I remembered it and went, I I had I hadn't thought about that for 30 years or 25 years. Uh, and then one is more a genre of a very simple genre of ad, which is basically they've had the same premise for decades and just different ways of telling that story across a number of different uh you know different people voicing it or different people acting it out but it's the same it's the same thing they're selling so a uh, so i guess so one of them is like that what i suppose what you want all ads to be which is planting something in a in a 12 year old's brain that they tie into that product for the rest of their lives, regardless of whether they buy it or not, really, you know, you never, you never know, you can't, can't control that. But, but the idea that, you know, you could write something and it's not even, it's not filmic or anything, but again, like I was talking about with either in comedy or in, or in, uh, or in um, writing a piece of copy or whatever, that there'd be one person who just, thousand people who don't know anyone else personally who likes this but if they all met they'd go and you remember he said that and then he said and then he said that you know so the first one in that is uh brian clough who is you know one of the most singular figures in uh war english football uh a man for whom you think that the world eventually caught up with and then slightly passed out uh so he was you know derby prolific goal scorer Crocked his knee, cruciate ligament that was never fixed in those days. Uh, famously managed Leeds United for 40 days uh, in a uh, thing, dramatising the damned United. Then came to Nottingham Forest in 77, maybe. My brother started following Nottingham Forest when they were in the second division. I inherited them uh, in 1983, by which time they'd won two consecutive league championships, uh, two European Cups, 
and a team, a small team that came and won everything. But like everybody was talking about Leicester in 2015, but this is Forrest. He was also like his own man. Um, and he he did, I don't know how many ads he did, but in 1990, when everybody, everything was at fever pitch anyway in Ireland, mm-hmm. this ad appeared on RTE and it was him advertising a sticker album. And he's just reading it off a script, but it's quintessentially Brian Clough. And it was one of my first comedic things my brothers remember me doing, which was to rattle off as much of the ad as I could remember with uh, Brian in Brian Clough voice. And every so often, my brother will remind me by saying, the countdown to the big one starts here with World Cup 90. <laughs> and then he goes on to talk about the rest of it. Brilliant. Well, let's have a quick look at it. Right. The countdown to the big one starts here with World Cup 90. Now, this is a lot more than your average sticker album. It's a complete guide to the whole competition. World Cup 90 brings you player picks to collect for each national squad. Action shots, mind you. You get each team's World Cup history and honours. Reports on great games, great moments, and profiles of the star players. With this double-sized part one, you get the binder free and five packs of stickers to get you started. World Cup 90. I'd watch out for it if I were you. Utterly unremarkable ad in many ways. But there's something about, like, I remember, the, you know, for, for the, the bit at the end where he says, I'd watch out for it if I were you. Like, there's no reason why you would go <laughs> so, so threatening. hard on that line. <laughs> um, but he, he's saying that in the way that he might do a team talk or whatever at yeah. the end. Or, you know, um, he... Uh, the, the double size part one uh, five packs of stickers to get you started all of those like the kind of things it's of its time and that what would you want from this a double you know hmm. a double size part one and something to get you started it was also from the boom of of collectible magazines you pay a pound for the first one the price would shoot up and you'd never buy a <laughs> second one you know the 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 childhood ephemera of so many people is littered with episode ones of things uh, <laughs> but I think I, I bought at least one of it um, and it's there aren't many sports endorsed things that are uh, that have their own personality in them like when Ronan O'Gara did Newbridge Silverware you know like <laughs> Newbridge Silverware like nice or whatever you know I can't even remember I, I don't Mario even Mario got great great mileage yeah he certainly of, didn't get a second he didn't get a sec. He didn't, I guess, because he wasn't connected to the, the roots of it. Whereas with this, uh, like it's Brian Clough saying, I'm going to give this a jolly good show, you know, mm. and um, but it's so of its time because uh, at that stage, I think they got they were uh, Nottingham Forest hadn't been relegated. They were periodically doing quite well. And he was a media figure in the years before punditry boom. He was a brilliant pundit. Like he was a brilliant pundit in 1978. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it's a regret. It's such a, it's a pity. He, he would have just would have made such an amazing, like he would have made an amazing RTE panelist. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And if he, if he'd hung on, cause he died young enough, like just him, him with Giles and Dunphy, you know, uh, and then, and then the fever that was, in Ireland in 1990 with Italian 90 coming up every single thing that was Italian 90 related so seeped into our brains so this was on a par with all the crap songs that Mm -hmm. came out around that summer as well I 
I remember I was a big sticker oh. book football sticker book man. Uh, I remember USA ninety four sticker book. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember this one, but I just even seeing this and sometimes I have these little flashbacks. So I'm like, yeah, I am a grown up with money. I could actually complete the sticker book if yeah. I started this. It, do they even do? The, do they even still do them? They do. Oh, they do. They, they do, they, they, they do, do, do them. But, but okay. I was thinking about that during during the sad about when I used to have Premier League sticker books during during mm-hmm. primary school, and you and I thought these. that exact same thing about well, if I was doing that now, I could just go into news agents. Here's fifty quid. <laughs> give me a couple well, of the boxes of it. Yeah. But that's that defeats the purpose. The joy was getting that Absolutely. one or two packets a week, and kind of drip yeah. feeding and seeing if you get it, and then you get the same player, you have four or five of the same player, as does everyone in the playground, uh, and it's 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 yeah. two normals for a shiny. That they, they, they were the main rules, that was it. Yeah. That, that, and there you go. Yeah, yeah, but then sometimes you'd get the guy who like only needs one sticker, and he'd have all his swapsies, and he'd go, do you know what, kid, and you'd be like two years younger, I'll give you everything I have for that one sticker. And you'd be like, oh, he's out. This is his last sticker. He's, he's gone. The, the currency, the trickle down economics of swapsies yeah. is about to happen in the playground. Yeah. <laughs> but, and, um, and, and the sense of ennui when you would complete them because it's oh. kind of like Alexander, Alexander looked around, gazed, and then wept for there were no more worlds to conquer. Like, yeah. what do you do then? You've achieved your life's goal. And uh, the, I mean, the other great thing about stickers, um, it doesn't it's not doesn't apply so much now because football players are sort of all uber uber mensch and perfect human specimens. And like I, I saw I read an article there saying that Ilkay Gundogan is like a throwback because he's slightly he's not the perfect horse. So he sl- has a slight pot. And I'm looking at him going, he's a perfect human. Like if you look at, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, uh, that the Twitter account footballers aging badly or whatever, and you see all these lads who look like you know, and they're they look like they're in their fifties and they're twenty eight playing for Aberdeen, like you know, jockey Moore or something, and balding. Like it's like, are, how are we balding less? Like that surely that should have stayed the same. <laughs> yeah. I can admit, I can understand that they were all down the mines and you know. Uh, smoke you know in shed uh <laughs> yeah. in the in the dugout but uh so the thing about stickers is they do they're literally a snapshot but old stickers preserve the ethos of how footballers looked or how they were photographed you mm-hmm. know their expressions even the even the fact now and when a match is starting they all do this bullshit turn around holes turn around you know this kind of um like the, like they're standing like they have the same science to posing for one of these like a group of women are at a wedding you know they all have to the do the contra pusto and, like the... and they all and, they, and now, can i just get you all to now stand yeah and they're all forced into this pose and uh you know so panini uh, i don't even know if this was panini this is orbis actually the the great rival to panini and, and then merlin uh, came in and changed the game yeah. <laughs> disruption. disruption disruption it's all about I disruption look, i remember like always looking at the back of the book as a kid and being like you, you could send away for the exact stickers you needed and just being yeah. like 
one yeah, day. Yeah, you have to wait. Yeah, one wait. day I'll I'll have enough money to just send away. Yeah, <laughs> postal order. I remember that the, the, they used to be called, wasn't it? Postal order. But yeah. like it's uh, no fabulous. And the ad is great. What I really like about the ad in production perspective is it really reminds me. Do you remember? I remember there was a documentary about Manchester United getting sponsored by I think it was Vodafone, and they were showing yeah. them SMSs. And yeah. it's like Ryan Giggs and Paul Skulls sitting there yeah. and the woman from the phone company is explaining what yes. an SMS is yeah. or SMS is. And these guys are like, how, what? And yeah. then it cuts to in the documentary, them doing an ad, like standing, being like, and you can get an SMS. Like, <laughs> like clearly just reading yeah. it. And yeah. uh, it just reminds me of that type of thing. I imagine sticker books, I, I like sticker books probably, because I, I imagine they exploded in the 90s. Now, maybe that's yeah. just my perception of it. But similar, like it's something at the start of it. You got a massive manager and a really successful team to just talk about something because you threw him a check. And it was yeah. like, yeah, just do that. And he was like, yeah, grand, it's one day. Okay, yeah. perfect. More more money for pints and fags. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But the way he <laughs> delivers the line, because, you know, I, I call him, it was, you were a kid when you saw this. So like, it, and it, it yeah. attracted you to it it would look look class but the way he delivers it it's like he's an adult telling a child and you don't dare question this adult the way he delivers it and he yes even, it's yeah. as if he was anticipating you giving out because he goes what a line in the middle he goes uh full of stickers uh of, of your players action shots mind as in shut up and don't yeah, be asking yeah, me yeah. if they're action shots yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. they're not those crappy ones <laughs> that they're just, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's just there's or I love party. You do he, not question what he's saying. Okay, I'll buy the fucking yeah. thing, ma'am. Get me some it's stickers. The, yeah, it's it's the push up of the five stickers fanned out. <laughs> yeah, he is yeah. saying it's the. It mightn't be. So, it might it be, someone be someone else's, else's hand. hand. I don't even know that if it was. Yeah, without a date. It's great yeah. though. It's great. Uh, that's a oh, that's lovely. a brilliant one to uh, to kick off uh, your account there, Colm. So, uh, how are you going to follow that? What's the second ad you brought to the table? Hey, I remember. I remember Murphy's in the 90s felt like this. It was the anti Guinness in some ways because their ads. So Guinness was the horses and all this kind of thing. And they had the guy dancing around with the pint or whatever. But it's like somebody in 1990 went in Murphy, went into Murphy's and said, this is war. We are going to blow them away with a series of ads during over the next decade. And like, so, so there's the one we're going to watch. There was, um, like the Murphys, I'm not bitter, which was uh, a wedding. And I, I mean, to be honest, that yeah. whole thing's been redone now with uh, whoever's yeah. doing it at the moment. But like the Public- Murphys, I'm not Publicists bitter. Publicists are doing it with yeah. um, the so Owens Edge guy, one. Yeah, a guy at a wedding. And uh, it's just one scene where he's like, he's clearly, there was a woman getting married. Her husband, her new husband's a knob. Uh, he's the arty type with the floppy hair back from might be back from London or something like that. Mm. And he's like, you know, he's cool. Everyone else is is a poindexter nerd dweeb. And he's like telling stories about the, the old days. And every so often he catches her eye. And the catchphrase is, you know, like the Murphys are not bitter and he's regaling the bridesmaids. So there was that. It was smooth like Murphy's where a guy wakes up and walks to his pint across Cork City and uh, everything works from the red. The green light comes on. You know he meets his friends in sync. They all are, they all join each other at street corners without breaking stride. They arrive in and the pint is ready for him. All that kind of thing, and and then there was the there was a live action thing of Japanese of Seven Samurai, 
running mm-hmm. across the mountains. I think that was that was Murphy's as well. Um, and in general, I think there was a bit of this kind of cork confidence thing going on. So you had the Frank and Walters, uh, you had uh, Sutton's the Ping, you had this general cork, like post-punk alternative to Dublin, you know, Fela used to be there, there was to be, uh, or was Fela there? I think there was a Fela, there was Lark by the Lee. Like cork is a cultural centre, like, mm-hmm. you know, because in the 80s in Cork, everybody was unemployed. Um, and, you know, and then the music started and Micro Disney started. And there was this sense of Cork as a brand tied in with Murphy's real confidence, slick, clever references to things. And then then they made this. So this was um, directed by Hiroyuki Kitakubo. Um, and this isn't me in front of. Uh, Wikipedia highlighting his Hir- Hiroyuki Kitakubo as a Japanese director, animator, and screenwriter. I know I don't need to tell you that. Uh, but um, he directed this, uh, and it's a full on um, anime uh, telly ad. Now, I don't know how much appeared on telly. It was definitely in the cinema the first minute. You'd never have an ad a minute long, I don't think, mm-hmm. on the telly, but I do remember this in the cinema. The whole premise, simple premise of Last Orders getting to the pub on time but but and how how they did that you know like is beyond uh, what anyone would have expected uh but clearly somebody said has just been to japan like the one person in cork had gone to japan or had gone you know to ucc and in ucc there was the video library and it's like anybody in secondary school who had an older sibling in college knew about the video library where you could go in and watch any movie you wanted on the top floor of the library and somebody obviously went in with a list of things to watch agira wrath of god you know the bicycle thieves italian neorealism and akira and whatever other anime or manga was out or anime was out at the time and I don't know when Spirited Away was. I think it was probably after this. But it's Spirited Away would have this. been after this. Yeah, after that's this. that's the other thing with this. It's so confusing yeah. as to where the influence. I would love to know where the influence. Yeah, hundred percent. There's a story behind it, and yeah. I'm sure uh, get that person on. You know. Um, yeah. Don't talk to the middleman. Me. Uh, I just, <laughs> Who I was, worked on the Cadbury's account? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was inspired, though, in many ways, by this ad. Let's see if you can have a look at this. See if you can spot the influences <laughs> that later appeared in the Cadbury's so ad. Let's have a quick look. How did they sell that in? Yeah, like, like I feel like there's still a lot of people, like as someone who'd like anime, there's still a lot of people who don't know what Ghost in the Shell is. 
like they don't know what a cure is. And so like back in 1997, was it someone yeah. like hedging a bet? It's like, no, 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 this is the yeah. next. Because Ghost in the Shell, I think I read, had just come out in the UK. And it was like, is this is the next big thing. We should we should lean into the popularity of this because it's going to be monstrous. Yeah. But it's like it creation wise, you see, like it's 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 amazing. Gorgeous. Like it's yeah. amazing, but I just it's such a disconnect from what the I fuck yeah. <laughs> the brand is. It's it's, it's like uh <laughs> you know, it, it it reminds me a bit of uh you know, does everybody knows a shop in their area that's a front for organized crime because it doesn't make any sense commercially. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I mean. And this <laughs> this ad is so is so amazing. Um and it's for a pint bottle of stout, which I don't even know exists anymore. So the big thing was was a draft bottle of stout that you could drink. Like, I remember drinking that and I remember ordering that. So whatever it was, 96, 97, mm. I don't know whether you noticed there's the spin, the spin to grab the bottle. So they all they perfected this kind of, and everybody was doing that in the pubs. So when the bottle comes down, they do some sort of wrist spin to bring it up to their mouth. Like they can't just grab it like this. They spin it around and, and bring it up to their mouth in some sort of wristy work. Uh, perhaps a reference to wristy car curling, although I doubt it. Uh, but it it was so unnecessarily beautiful that it's like Barry Lyndon or something. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's like every every top film director's unnecessarily beautiful and long film mm. <laughs> where they just go like that Francis Ford couple of quote of like we had too much about apocalypse yeah. now we, you know we had too much equipment too much money and slowly we went insane <laughs> you know <laughs> um but it's gorgeous and every time i watch it i see something different and there's all the influences there's the sort of uh steampunk of the canon as announcing the last orders and the sort of um william gibson neuromancer you know bodies merged with you know the Mm. the eyes kind of focusing on them um and and it's one offness like there was nothing you know and more, i don't even know what and feel free to absolutely correct my ignorance but i don't know what advertising murphy's do now you know let, let alone on that scale um and uh, i haven't drank murphy's in a good while do you know what i mean like it's 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 interesting i'm always fascinated with advertising or marketing things that are one-offs or you know like it's always like the monster munch there was a one monster cyclops yeah, number yeah. one and then they never did another monster after <laughs> that and it's like was the guy whose idea was to put monsters guy or guard monsters on the back of a packet of monster munch fired or just in disgrace and they never continued on with his with his dream of showing every monster on the back of a pack, packet of monster munches, but then they had like invested too much in the packing line to remove. Just keep going. That Just box. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so I, you know, like, um, but it's beautiful. It's absolutely gorgeous. gorgeous. And 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 to be honest, I think Murphy suggests. I don't know how it works in the advertising world, but if they played all their ads from the nineties again, and I don't know AI'd in whatever product they have now, because I don't even know if they do the pint bottles now. But they, it would, it would, they would still all, they would still all work. None of them have dated this incredible body of work, and it doesn't look naff. It doesn't look, you know, quite timeless. All of the stuff they did, um, and it keeps on appearing on greatest ads of the nineties, and mm. they could just run them again. Not, I mean, I don't want to do a 
an agency out of a load of money. Um, <laughs> but I don't think they're going to spend any more on anime. So no, Well, look, on the advertising thing, because it was interesting you said that. So Murphys.com exists. They have an Instagram account. They, the logo is it's it's not black and white. Or that's yeah. the slogan, Oh, yes, right? there was, it's not black and white. Yeah. Then and there's an Instagram account called The Rebel Stout that has 390 yeah. followers, set up 10 years ago, hasn't posted in four years. Um, seems official enough. Then you go to their Twitter. It says account suspended. So I yeah. don't know because I was hoping I'd jump on. Maybe they have a big Facebook prevent. Maybe they have yeah. like an, a, a representation somewhere. I can't yeah. see anything. And like we drank, me and Aaron were down in Cork when last October, Aaron. Yeah. And we had some Murphy's. That September. was about yeah. it. Or if you're yeah. in, if you're in the gaiety, don't they serve Murphy's? Doesn't Murphy's have that's the, right? Yeah. That's yeah. where you end up with a pint of Murphy's. Um, yeah. But yeah, you're right. I haven't seen anything from this considering like what 20 26 years ago they were they were spending all of this money um on the on a huge advertising amount of time and what's interesting the seven samurai ad i'm pretty sure came after that advertisement so i wonder if they were trying to do something now i don't know if the connection to japan was a very important thing but i don't know if they were trying to represent film through their yeah. advertising or trying to do some type of connection. Well, there. There was, they, they used to sponsor the film festival, didn't they? Did, Did they sponsor they? the film festival? I think oh, they used to, the Cork. Okay. Uh, again. That could subject. be it. That could make sense. Like, there's there's yeah. less tenuous links that people have yes, spent that's true. money on. Yeah. And, and could, <laughs> yeah. As a, as a proud, you're a proud Corkman. Uh, yeah. Uh, what's your take on 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 Murphy's? Is it is it the only stout or... or... I haven't drunk it enough in recent times to I mean I live in Dublin um because I couldn't get work in Cork uh but I you know I'm not there's some people are just like everything I'm from Cork therefore everything has to be Cork to the bitter end uh I don't know a kind of Murphy's is fine but I still would drink mainly Guinness um and I don't know it but I remember being really proud because also turning 18 as well and being able to go in and order, you know, pints. And mm. I remember being really proud of the pint bottle and the widget and the ads. And, you know, I def- and then it just it just lost momentum or mm. something. Uh, now, it's funny you should say the black and white thing. There was, I don't know what the campaign was after that, because that, that resonates with me. They, want, they must have had something else after that. Again, like really clever, really clever stuff. And, you know, Guinness do their thing. And then you just occupy whatever space Guinness are not <laughs> occu- occupying um, space that they've left <laughs> yeah because you know Guinness were doing their did obviously the horses and then they did the the dancing man and then they went back to the guy swimming you know swimming around the port and you know the, he, my brother is not you know he does press ups with his brother and he all his arrives back in time before the pint has poured you know and then there's the Nigeria or the Congolese ones or whatever so it's very um, I don't know what would you call that. Like my uh, Murphy's always felt like minor key stuff, like offbeat, yeah. and Guinness would feel like major yeah. key stuff. If yeah, I was to yeah. absolutely, nice, uh... if three lads with varying types of beards can't talk esoteric bullshit in a podcast, when when can't I? When <laughs> yeah. can I say major key and minor key? No, that's a lovely way of in, in encapsulating it. Here, here's yeah. a weird one, right? Remember we said the the bitter is exists now. The bitter slogan, it's not yeah. bitter yeah. In, yeah. in Ireland's Edge mm-hmm. now. 
Yeah. Heineken is the distributor for Murphy's and Heineken owns Island's Edge. Yeah. Second. So it's I think it's the Murphy's brewery that might be making Island's Edge. So is Murphy's just exist in name now down in Cork and select places and it's Island's Edge everywhere else? I don't know. I think uh, we might have uncovered a big scandal. Yeah. <laughs> the Guinness Guru. The, uh, and- is is there a lot of Murphy's people like chained? <laughs> We're going to find out. If you reach out, if you work oh, in Murphy's, please tell us. We'll help. signing NDAs about what's really going on. Yeah, put an there. SOS They're on the edge of, of the point. Yeah, the point. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The glasses on the glasses with help written on them. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, hmm. And apparently it's a big export in, uh, sorry, I've just opened Wikipedia there, uh, in right. Norway and Italy. Okay. It does well. Does well. Okay. Solid market. So, yeah. you know. so they're fine. They're obviously fine. <laughs> but I, I, as a core person, um, who feels that has that I feel like there are certain cultural touch points in my formative years. I feel something was lost, or mm. uh, something needs to be dug out of the, out of the archive to, re- resurrect that golden era because it was. Like the Lee Tunnel was being built in the late 90s as well, too. Like that was a huge infrastructure project that didn't run over budget and there were no scandals. And I don't believe you. Like the, the Lee Tunnel cost about like a couple of hundred million or something. And it was a tunnel under the sea, you know. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, let's get that core confidence back yes. uh, and get Murphy's get Murphy's back on the trail. It started here. Uh, and so maybe that's why they're able to reuse not bitter without yeah. any fear yeah. of, of uh, any reprise because they've got any... all the Murphy's people tied up in the back. It, it, you could just imagine yeah. the, the the head brewer in Murphy's who's going, just just concentrate on the bitter thing, lads. I, I swear to you, I don't care what brand yeah. it is. Just just it's it's nicer cream. All right. It's it's nicer stuff. Yes. Um, yeah. That's a that's a, a an ad that should have been on this podcast a long time ago. So thank you very much for for, for bringing it on. No Colin. problem. Um, how are we gonna How are we gonna finish out? What's your What's your fleuret? Uh, just just to wrap it up, a uh, very traditional uh ad in terms of the fact that uh in terms of the basic structure, National Lottery have essentially run the same ad for decades, which is you know any take a take any normal Irish person and throw a load of money at them, what would they do if they won, and it's you know it's a very simple kind of thing where it's sort of like you take the you know there's the farmer with the Lamborghini it pans out and you know he's laughing pulling bales so far so good unusual sound of a car and then it pans out and he's driving a Lamborghini mm-hmm. um there's people buying an island uh there's um trying to think like people laterally like you know, you've won all this money, but you've kept it a secret and you go through a secret door and you land in a magic, magical water mm-hmm. park in your village or whatever. Um, and then for a while they had uh, done believables uh, doing stuff for them. And the thing about done believables is you can't go wrong with them as like, I don't know whether they write their own script or not, um, but you would just wouldn't notice you're being advertised at like just very quick comic sketch strong uh characters very recognizable at no point does it feel like unbelievables have taken a load of money to do mm. an ad like the, the absolute key element of getting a celebrity to endorse your thing uh, is either it's it's either the ironic 
look, he clearly took the money and just read it. And then it gains a sort of a cult status or you don't notice. In the middle is like when, uh, what's the name of the, oh God, I can't believe his, I've forgotten his uh, name, in, in ER, Clooney. in films with Jennifer Lopez. George, George Clooney. George, George, when George Clooney's doing the coffee espresso. thing. Oh, yeah. And, and he's fighting espresso. You're just going, oh, piss off. Like you're George Clooney. I don't under, I don't I don't I don't think any emotion you have in this little story is real. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like he's you know, he's fighting with the guy over the last Nespresso Your capsule. man from the artist. That's yeah, the and it's artist, just yeah. like stop. I've no connection I can with see the you bags of cash whatsoever. As if ye pour your own coffees. Yeah. Fuck off, lads. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> Idris Elba. I mean? Id- Idris Elba doing the World Cup draw. It's Morgan Freeman and the pitch at the World Cup opening ceremony, stop. Do you know what I mean? Like, just literally just, the script I want you to do is, I got lots of money to do this, and I have a good voice. Shall we start the World Cup? Do you know what I mean? Like, that's, you know. But but the key thing about uh, when you get done believables is, you know, they t- it's like they take creative control or something. And so they go, we're going to make a thing that's funny and happens to be about the lottery. You know what I mean? And they make a series of them. Uh, Daniel O'Donnell is another one who manages this trick of being unimpeachable in an ad. He's in a lottery ad where an old woman hires him to play in her front room. It's a brilliant reveal. You know, you think she's listening to the the radio. She's knitting. She drops her ball of yarn. It rolls to the feet. The music stops and Daniel O'Donnell picks up the yarn and hands it to her. You know, he's in a Gas Networks Ireland ad. ad where he yeah, offers to fix her boiler. And I think he's in something. He might be in his bakehouse. Bakehouse uh, one brain. again, you know. Um, and again, it's like, just, you know, go get that money, Daniel. Like, it's fine. Do you know what I mean? You're just mm. you're, you're comfortable with it. You know, you don't grudge it to him. Uh, and, and with this as well, too, you're just like, this is a funny, funny 30 seconds or whatever. And nobody feels ick at the end of it, which is really hard (laughs) to do. You know what I mean? Like, so like you have to pick the right person. You have to figure out what's the best way for them. It has to be the right product. You can't be, you know, selling like, you know, uh, I don't know, Gramoxone. Like you can't be selling pesticides. Although somehow the the, hurlers used to be able to sell chemicals. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? During the the 80s. Again, it's it's an inexact science. There is no rule, except you know when it's been yeah. broken. Uh, but again, uh, lottery, simple job, good people, and uh, you know, gamble sensibly, blah blah blah. Uh, but it just works. Brilliant. Well, let's have a quick look at it. Well, it's all early morning. You're not going to believe it, buddy, Brennan. What? Your memory doesn't know your hours. Yeah. No. Playing the lotto was going up from 50 to 75p a penny. Well, only that's because the cost of your dreams has gone up a fair bit since the lotto began 10 years ago. Look, haven't you always dreamed of a place of your own? With a bed. And a nice comfy bed. Well, only the cost of your dreams has gone up an awful lot since you started dreaming. That's why it costs a little bit more to play. So that's why the minimum jackpot is doubled to a guaranteed one million pounds for every single draw. That's right. You ought to get new prizes, bigger prizes, and more money for good causes, Butty. That's right, yes. Butty, do you have a dream? 
Nothing that money can buy around it. Nothing that money can buy. Because dreams cost a lot or more. From September 26th, there's a lot or more to play for. That is right up my alley in terms of, of yeah. humour. But, yeah, it's, it's um like, everything lands in it. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, every every detail, uh, you know, what is it? You, you won't believe what happened. You know, your mother, what is it? Your mother caught you skipping out on mass or whatever. Um, but even the bit where he goes, yeah, no, like that. Like, that little, that little detail is perfect. It's only an actual comic writer can get that perfectly right. I don't know whether... You know, I'd love to know in that where the copywriters come in, where they come mm-hmm. in, because it's so seamlessly them. Um, the bowl the spuds are in is the baking bowl in everyone, everybody's house. Um, the uh, apparently now it's, 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 I uh, this I, I read this from classic Irish ads account on Twitter that uh, uh, Pat Short said that the, that's right phrase came from that yeah, ad that was right? one of my questions is that where it yeah. originated from it that's where it appeared first now subject to fact check we get belling cat in <laughs> and some open source intelligence community to confirm that but that's what it said on on one of the oh, tweets wow. not that tweet about the or where that video a particular cut of it again that one's a minute so that might have been in the cinema um but it's just such a simple premise you know what would you be like if you won a load of money but perfectly tied in. And then like Hart, where does he, the patch art doesn't want any money. He just wants mm. to, you know, a, a good looking woman who can hurl, you know, like it's, um, uh, there's, you know, lots of them, uh, work, some work better than others, but they have a habit of picking the right looking head to be on those ads. Like, you know, they have at the moment, I think they have Brian Quinn, uh, brilliant comic actor you'll see him on various things like he'll turn up in rubber bandits videos and that he's a dream inspector yeah. yes yeah. yeah and he's just got a great head for this yeah. kind of thing and he, he he was he's in like one of the supermarket ads as well too maybe uh in, in the back backroom staff or whatever the centra uh, it's the centra yeah it's a centra ad he's in yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so you know there are a small number of people who can do that kind of thing really well like and, and it's it's indescribable i would i would say that um pat mcdonald who played owen mclove in uh in um father ted uh, and also turns up in the savage eye as well too is another person with the face the vocal characteristics characterizations and the timing that just works perfectly in it's a certain type of what would, i don't know what you call it like it's not clowning it's but it's expressive like they don't they don't chew up the scenery and yet they are unmistakable there's a bit of vacancy behind their eyes is in like they're not reacting to the normal reaction to what they're they've just done and there's a bit like i don't i don't know why this is unusual you know there's something kind of like that yeah it's like a teflon almost uh that they have Uh, and i think that's that, that that's what works really well uh, for, for those actors because they're they're immune to any kind of social uh, situation yeah and especially in ads where you've very little time and you need to tell a story with a set of eyes and a face well and you don't even have time for words you know there is um like any any still of the of that unbelievable's ad their face yeah will tell you yeah, something yeah. Mm. do you know what i mean like any eyebrow raise or whatever um 
that's that's how economical it is as a and literally clicking through it here going they're yep, all they're all they're yep. all uh, 48 sheets they're all the outdoor posters just just taking stage yes, directly yeah the ad. because because the flip side of that is a photo taken when you didn't know there was a photo taken and you're like <laughs> like your face is stupid in it or you are typically your eyes are closed you're blinking do too we much. have a uh does anyone have any kind of um reasons or ideas of why why his house is is falling apart it's half a building site i assume it's that character is a bit of a because he's drawing the tea bags, bags. i assume to reuse yeah. and he's just not finished like why is he using a snooker table i assume it's double job and he has a snooker table and a table like i don't yeah. know that character is it but buddy is that the name of the but, character Buddy brennan uh, yeah. uh that would have been let me see now so it was 1998 uh you'd have to look up the unbelievables on uh on IMDb <laughs> to see which version of mm. the telly or the mother or whatever but it there, was. There, um, there, there are interactions in terms of what you were saying there about, about the writing, uh, Colm. And uh, I'd love if whoever wrote this is actually listening to this and can get in touch and, and, and kind of confirm, deny or, or, or give, us, give us a straight and arrow. But it, I'd say the person who did write that initially was a, a copywriter who was a fan because it's written yeah. in their their dialect is written in in how they interact yeah. it's very rem- reminiscent of the entire the telly sketch any any customer that comes into the shop in the telly it's very yeah. on that wavelength that frequency yeah, so i'd yeah. say they they wrote it for that and then it was finessed with the lads and probably yeah okay impro- yeah that probably makes a sense. bit of improv on the set as well yeah with, with, with the yeah no kind of maybe you know they could add it in those little little bits that that really kind of give it that final sheen that that's how what my take on exactly that yeah yeah their finest their finest work together until uh banshees of interfering <laughs> <laughs> most like, seen anyway <laughs> yeah when you see them in the same uh scene in banshees of interfering it's like a very irish version of heat when de niro and yeah, pacino yeah, yeah, yeah. meet up for the first time yeah, like, I, I always think of that leonardo dicaprio gif from once upon a time in hollywood it's like oh oh here it is yeah yeah <laughs> so, exactly when you saw yeah. it you're like oh most people don't know what the fuck that means <laughs> yeah but the uh i mean that unfortunately that scene committed the greatest crime ever by having a beer garden an outdoor drinking area in an irish pub and in the a, 1920s yeah. like in Apple most, or anywhere on the west coast it's, it's top <laughs> on my list of anachronisms that i just yeah. i just can't with can't that film the idea that they would they would be drinking at seats out they would drink outside but that's not a mart and standing <laughs> yeah, yeah. around yeah because there are cows outside. do you know what i mean like you just tables outside having enough furniture to put yeah. furniture outside is they the invested most in infrastructure ludicrous to thing. encourage that. That didn't happen. That didn't. Yeah, happen. like what to go outside to smoke? <laughs> yeah. Like, you know? yeah, exactly. It's like they, <laughs> you know I mean? the amount of smoke that should have been in that pub. Yeah, like, that like fuck me. There's, oh, yeah. there's, there's yeah. one last thing about this ad that I neither of us uh, have have uh, have pointed out is they're the perfect selection because what they're actually selling is a very impalatable message. This is going to cost you. 25% yes. more uh, your ticket mm, yeah. and like they do it in such a nice way they're like oh yeah well of fucking of course yeah it's, it's only a 25p yeah. you know what I mean but like it's such yeah. a, a and bad news story sold really really well and really passionately I know Get, getting out in front of the story mm. uh, you know it's no it's very clever it's very, 
and that's a 50 percent increase like that's, that's a big deal yeah that's yeah. massive in fairness that's, and that's a, i've never seen that ad before so again thank you very much uh Cullen. that's a that's a brilliant selection and that's i know you had a, you had a good few ads that you wanted to bring on uh we had to we had to bring yeah. it down to three um unfortunately but there's an honorable mention for two other ads yeah there was a mr soft um frankly very scary kind of marshmallow man walking around a soft town and the music is mr soft won't you tell me why the world in which you're living is so strange again it happened at a particular <laughs> time of my life where i learned i could do accents and it is a rewritten version of uh you might need to look this up um it is cockney rebel was the band fronted by a guy called steve harley and so the song was called Mr. Soft, but it had slightly different lyrics. So they got his permission to reuse it and then they rewrote rewrote it. So Tree Bar Soft Mints uh, is the ad. But it's a very like, it's kind of like, it's it has the same sort of uncanny valley weirdness as when the big doughboy appears in Ghostbusters. You mm -hmm. know, it's like, yeah, yeah. it feels a bit What's scary. That? And then the other one was a Foster's had a golden era of ads back in the 80s they had crocodile dundee uh advertising them a good bit he probably he did a few ads and they also had bert uh i was getting mixed up between the bert's bert lancaster isn't it um bert reynolds is the guy in smoky and the bandit yeah. yes uh and yeah. deliverance is he in deliverance deliverance uh, as well yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so but the other one bert lancaster um former circus trapeze act as well too so he plays a wealthy guy driving along the road in a limo you know, doing the classic sell shares, buy shares kind of thing on his phone and his car when car phones were a big deal. And he picks up a hitchhiker who's pretending to be on crutches. He throws the crutches away when he gets picked up. And then Bert Lancaster leans quizzically out the window and the, the hitchhiker says, it got better. <laughs> As in his legs are magically right. healed. And my father, is. it was just a kind of, you know, ads dads love ad yeah, yeah, yeah. because it, again it's very simple so for years afterwards he goes remember that ad it got better <laughs> you know that kind of so uh, again the power of it uh and so bart lancaster says Armagnac, 1929 cost me 600 bucks one marriage and two ulcers and that and he's pouring that and then the aussie guy says what's an ulcer as in i've lived such a carefree yeah, life yeah, yeah, yeah. i wouldn't know what an ulcer is and he proceeds to pour a can of foster's from his bag and then at the ad ends with Burt Lancaster throwing the decanter of Armagnac out the window uh, into a bin uh, that has matched that wasn't in the early shot uh, and uh, yeah very simple yeah celeb playing a playing a rich guy again you're not like you're not going you know ah Bart you're going oh good work Bart <laughs> you know like that's the, mm. that's the celebrity thing are you going ah yeah. come on or are you going yeah, yeah, yeah. I like what you've done here. You made it your own. Um, yeah. But they're, so, they're a brilliant yeah. selection of ads. Uh, so thank you very much uh, for, for, for bringing no them. If, if people want to get in touch with you or if, is there anything going on that you want to give a shout out about? Uh, I'm starting paperback now about like how to how to deal with the all of the bad news and kind of in terms of climate change and all that kind of thing. How to how I reckoned with it. I, I, I would hesitate to say any kind of they call it stealth help where you're sort of writing about yourself and then people might take some <laughs> tips from it as well too as opposed to you know here's what i did it might work for you disclaimer mm. um and so that's that funny 
uh, climate warrior and I will be so I'm doing it at the Dawkey Book Festival depending on when this is going out it's the third weekend in June a show of the book um, but that's that's sold out and then over the while I'll be announcing a few more venues tentatively you're always like do I announce a big tour will anybody come <laughs> will I just look I'm just playing my sitting room and if no one's there nobody notice uh, kind of vibe but uh, so I will I'll be doing more of those shows so generally colinmoregan.com or Colin Regan on Twitter is probably where I'm most at Colin Regan, most active across the 900 different social media things you have to maintain, you know, and then you forget to do your website and your website has things like, you know, as the pandemic goes into full swing, uh, I'm, I'm doing Zoom gigs, you know, like, they have some, oh, that reminds me, I must, I must update the website. Um, so at Colin Regan on Twitter is probably the most up to date Colin Regan writer on Instagram, yeah. So the Dawkey show is sold up. The book has been nominated for a Nash, an Irish Book Award. Lost, obviously. Um, the good thing about being nominated <laughs> for an award is that you, you know, the book's good, and then if you don't win, uh, you were robbed. So that, like, you can't lose yeah. if you're nominated. Yeah. Like, you have a story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, keep an eye out for the show. I have a, I have a comedy club in Kilmainham called in in jokes at the patriots Inn. so that's once a month generally the last wednesday of the month i run a storytelling night or i MC it uh uh in the sugar club called the dublin story slam and what else yeah just scribbling and yeah. writing and skipping away no one who yeah. gets in touch for for voiceover work uh corporate corporate work where yeah. do they where do they go uh go to lisa richards probably the best fastest way in to uh Hear my dulcet tones, and uh, I'll make I'll make that desk vibrate. Like if we go low enough, but I'd also do cork. Like I'll do accents as well. If Murphys, Murphys. are coming back, I think yeah. the voice. If they need, if they want to do an ad, which and and the ad is dripping in nostalgia for the decade where cork was at its corkiest. You know, won the double in nineteen ninety. Cork City won the league in ninety three. Sonia O'Sullivan, like the night Roy Keane in his pomp. Roy before, Keane, Dennis you know, Irwin. Roy Keane and Dennis Irwin before Saipan. 90s was the Cork year. Uh, so if they want a voice that says, I've lived through that and we can get those, that greatness back again. Now, to be fair, we have the rowers now. Uh, and who else? What do we have? I'm sure I'm missing out all the Cork players who play for the Irish team. But still, there's something about the 90s. <laughs> It wasn't the nineties. It wasn't the nineties. Uh, yeah. Colin, thank you so much for for coming on the podcast. That was a uh, very entertaining and a great selection of ads. So Good. that was uh, Colin Morrigan, uh, author, broadcaster, comedian, MC, and voiceover artist. Thank you so much uh, for your time. If anyone was listening and wants to see those ads that Colin uh, brought to the show, go to workwithfo.e for slash podcast, uh, where you can see them all in in all their glory. Uh, but until next week, goodbye. I Love That Ad is proudly sponsored by IRS Plus, the one-stop shop for expert local radio planning and media agnostic brand solutions. If you have a media brief, you need to speak to IRS Plus. Go to irsplus.ie or mail hello at irsplus.ie for more.